0: Welcome to Vaguely Music. I am Kelsey Jacobson.
1: And I'm Ryan Strumpler.
0: And we are happy to have you here for our fifth episode.
1: Fifth. Yeah. Yeah, Yes, not fourth.
0: Not fourth, fifth. We had a fake me out earlier. Um, So this time round, we are going to be talking about two kind of near and dear to our heart concepts, uh, about the world, the music business, uh, which is finances and networking, both of which you kind of can't live without and function without if you're hoping to have a career as a musician in the world of music. Um, and I think they, you know, they don't necessarily go hand in hand, but they have to exist at the same time for you to get from one place to the other in your career. So, um, I think it's nice to kind of bring those up together. Um, I do think that we are we are talking primarily, a lot of this is going to be geared towards the the musicians who are trying to pursue a career not in an established path, not like, um, a, so like professor y- yeah, I mean a professor or yeah. union public school teacher, um, but someone who's trying to do... Uh, do it a little bit more independently. Yeah,
1: the freelance musician. And the freelance. freelance musician. Oh,
0: wow. Look at that. Yeah, there's Look a at that money it. term. <laughs> How about that? Um, so that's kind of what we're geared for. And nobody talks about this publicly. Um, and I think that that can be very detrimental to the, the music community as a whole um, because a lot of this is done kind of on the DL and kind of, and it just allows for a lot of discrepancies and a lot of unintentional um undermining without realizing it whether it's on the part of from musician to musician or venue to band or whatever the case may be um so we're gonna kind of pick that apart a little bit
1: yeah so in generally let's we we had we had um mentioned it in our in our break and so we're gonna we're gonna go over it Again, now, um, we had we had all kind of talks amongst, amongst each other. The general jobs uh, that a musician, a freelance musician would do. So we had talked about group lessons, private lessons in the studio, private lessons at somebody's home or at your own home, right? And then all of the different types of gigging. So you could be a, an acoustic solo act. You could be doing a group setting in a bar. You could be in a general business musician. Yep, right? you
0: can be... Uh, you can do sound engineering in a studio you can do live sound for uh fellow fellow bands fellow members you can do songwriting
1: yep you can do commissions for all types of stuff right because now that content has been streamlined you don't need a major company there's all sorts of independent video games that need music. There's all sorts of YouTube series that need music. There's all sorts of places that generally need music that you can write, or you can be a studio musician because you can build your own studio in your apartment and you can, somebody can be like, Hey, can you just record this guitar part on Pro Tools? And you can just throw it on.
0: You can do music as therapy. Um, whether you're a traditional music therapist or if you're doing it as a support, um, through homes and medical facilities to help bring sort of community and, and a sense of connectedness and art to people who might not have access to it in their day-to-day life. Um, you can also uh, make a career of simply, um, I shouldn't say simply, it actually takes a lot of energy, but uh, playing uh, nursing homes generally mm-hmm. that, that don't conflict, those times don't conflict at all with people who are hoping to gig at night and maybe even pursue their own original work. There's no conflict there whatsoever. Um, Did you
1: talk about repairing instruments? Repairing Repairing instruments. Or building instruments?
0: Yep. Um, And, uh, yeah, general manual. I mean, there's some people who who have the ingenuity to manufacture their own instruments. Um, It's it's, it's like a never-ending... There's music
1: retail, which Double Bar does a fair amount of. Some people live and die by music retail. They love being salesmen or saleswomen that that's like their thing. And then they gig at night or, and, and you had mentioned this generally, it's not just one thing. You're going to take a handful of a lot of little things or like three things and like go all in on like,
0: yeah. And those three things may fluctuate in terms of which one is your primary over time. Things, you know, some things at one time might take up a bulk of your, your, time and energy and then that may gradually shift into something else depending on the market depending on your energy level depending on what time of day you want to function i mean there's just so many things that that are dependent on that so um i think uh, let's i think let's dive right into the finance piece right so So you had
1: yeah so i had i had this is something that i wish i had been told in school and it's something i had to learn the hard way by being a gigging musician for the past handful of years. Uh, I did a lot of original stuff and I didn't get paid a lot for it, which was fine because I was in college and I just wanted to play my music. And then I got out of college and I needed to start paying some bills. So I joined a club band and we made, it was a four to five piece. And we generally made four to 500 a night, a hundred a person. And we would just play from 12 to from nine to 12, nine to 1230 or like 10 to one, three to three and a half hours, three sets, about 45 to 50 minutes of rock and pop. So I want to preface this too. We were a rock pop band, which I think is important to note because we weren't just a straight GB band. There's a difference between being a general business. Oh, I'm
0: I'm actually going to say that that is not as clean cut anymore because uh, the the generations have shifted so what's considered a gb band unfortunately i think uh the eras has shifted so now it's kind of like when people think oh i don't want to go into a nursing home and play play this old timey 50s and 60s well i, I hate to break it to you like some of those people that are in the nursing homes are actually asking for rock music they're like, oh, cool! You got that. You got the Rolling Stones, and you got the this, and you got the that. Because unfortunately, in times, they are changing.
1: Yeah, well, that's not so much the thing. Is is more of I think the specific of like playing the rock and pop, right? Like if you're gonna be a GB band, you're not gonna get away with playing like five to six Zeppelin songs off the cuff. Like you're not gonna be doing deep cuts if you're if you're in like well, if no, you're no, doing wedding, what, you know, yes, yeah. yeah. So that was the kind of music we would play. We do like. We do a handful of Pink Floyd songs and then we do like Walking On Sunshine and a handful of Michael Jackson tunes. And then we'd go back and, you know, we'd do an off the cuff version of whipping post. Yep. So that's what I so mean you by have like...
0: A, yeah, you have a combination thing. So um
1: And so that would make about a hundred bucks a night. And we were it's you know, we were a just a typical club band. You right. know, like it was good enough. We were all for the most part, we were all working musicians who had been in prior bands. And so, you know, it's it wasn't like we were this well established another thing too is we weren't the most established so it's not like i was jumping on a train that i was jumping on something that had been there for a while yep. but it wasn't like i was in it was like you know this band had been interviewed it was like it was just a regular club band that we played in for about played in for about a year and a half two years
0: okay and i would say my longest gigging band was the Moldy Suitcases, which I did, I believe, talk about in an earlier mm-hmm. podcast episode, which is uh, not your average cover band, although it was a cover band. We did old, old covers from the 19 teens to the <laughs> 1970s, I'll say. Okay. Uh, most of them were unrecognizable. Everybody thought we were playing originals almost all night, except for two songs. And we also were anywhere from a four piece to a seven piece, and we would do gigs for a hundred dollars a head so
1: so this brings up we I had mentioned this in the break, and Kelsey had jumped
0: in <laughs> very <laughs> earnest
1: to disagree, <laughs> so instead of not embracing the awkward, we're gonna dive into mm-hmm. the awkward so. I have this little, and it's a a triangle, right? It's like, does the gig pay well? Do you like the people you're playing with? And do you like the music? If those three, if you get two out of the three, then that's calling it. So if I was to do, like, extreme music, right? Like, I had, in the break, I had used, like, extreme free jazz. But, like, if I was in, like, a crazy, crazy, uh, let's say, like, thrash metal band, again, um... And I, I I played with my friends I would be willing to take less money like the gig could I would I would take less money for the gig okay. so that would be the triangle that I would lead on I know you're ready to pounce so
0: <sighs> okay yes so I have a stip I don't 100% disagree with that I have a stipulation to that which is what is the setup of the gig and is there a business That's profiting off your back for free work. Right. I think if it's, if you're like, oh man, I just need an excuse to play jazz, and you are gonna go to a restaurant bar, you're gonna play for four hours, and you're gonna get paid poorly to provide entertainment for a bar that is making money, I think that's no go. I don't care if you like the people that you're ganging with, I don't care if you like the music, because I think the abuse of musicianship is built off the hope that you will choose those two things if you say "Oh, I really love these musicians I really love this music you know what I'm gonna go find a gallery and put on a show do my thing whether you're charging tickets at the door whether it's donation based whether it's You doing you, putting on something that is your art, that you see value in, and then you take love in, and you are not allowing someone to profit off of your free or almost free labor, that's the way to do that for me. And what that does is it prevents the undermining of musician to musician as well. So it does not allow for A the inherent devaluing of your own work but also helps in a community where we strive to help people understand that no 99 cents is not a lot of money for one song that took me three months to write however many months to record right all of this stuff if you can say wow i really want to do this but by hiring myself out for nothing taking up a place that would be hiring a musician I am bringing down the general pay and and workforce established for musicians.
1: Okay, so so that I don't disagree with. But you mentioned something there that I do firmly disagree with. And that I don't know if I think that 99 cents is, is too, is like, not, like, I actually think 99, if you get 99 cents for your song nowadays, you hit the gold mine.
0: Well, that's what I'm saying. Right. That's but, people's but I'm, opinions. Like,
1: yeah. And I am of the mindset that doesn't bother me because, so let me explain, right? There's never been, and this is just from, from the life that I've lived. There's never been a project that I've ever been a part of that I've ever recorded with physical or not that I've ever really recouped a, a profit from.
0: Oh, that's um,
1: funny. Yeah. And so I, I, I the reason I became a musician was because so much of the music that I loved, I could access as a 14 year old on YouTube or, you know, through LimeWire back in the day, which we all used some sort of Kazam or LimeWire at some point um, that became that made me become a musician. And so it's it's tough for me as an art. And so there's a couple of things, I think, one. People don't If talk you could about see me
0: right now, I'm like, I'm just cringe, trying yeah. really hard to let him finish his sentence. So one,
1: the cost of recording has drastically dropped,
0: mm-hmm.
1: hugely dropped. And so I think that plays into it for me. Mm-hmm. Two, I think like for me, I know you're so you're so ready. I'm just but, being
0: really patient.
1: But like. I have no problem with with art being spread because like it wouldn't. I wouldn't be and I know there's a whole generation of musicians who wouldn't be musicians and who wouldn't be exploring new things if it wasn't <laughs> for that.
0: No, we've had musicians always. There's always musicians. There's always musicians, right? What I think is we have trained a depreciation of the creative process. I'm not talking about like recording, putting your yourself out there in any kind of promotional way. Yes, that's so much more affordable, but we're not talking about the core issue, which is the skills developed the time it took to create and the process that was and time that was invested in turning the creation into reality. I don't give a crap how much the recording cost.
1: We're gonna beep that out.
0: <laughs> I kind of self-censored. But, <laughs> but I, it's not that aspect. The the state of mind is that it's this process has been deemed not worthy of investment and this is a trickle down effect that has not has affected original release the depreciation of that as being a necessary thing to our culture and who we are it's affected the gigging rates which are fixed since the 70s and it's affected a general sense of of the musician being seen as um, a valuable member of society rather than a freeloader.
1: Yeah, so I so can't, yeah.
0: this is all, I, I argue and say this is all interrelated. Now, does music have to be streamlined and and, and hard copied and, and this is what it is? But I do think that there's a deeply ingrained mindset of we deserve your art at n- no charge and no commitment and it's it's sort of this succubent mentality of of a lack of appreciation
1: yeah so i i so firmly disagree i can't speak on the rates now i do know um from speaking to a multitude of people that the rates of gigging have not changed since the 70s But why would that have mattered since the 80s or 90s when recording was still valued before the mass introduction of the internet? Rates should, we should be talking about then since uh, Napster in like 2000. We should be talking about since 2000 to 2019 that rates haven't gone up. Not since like the, and this has been consistent from people I've talked to is that the rates haven't gone up from the 70s. So we had, yes, we've had 20 years of still physical media, still like the valuing of the, like the valuing of recording that like still could have have done it. So
0: I... Wait, hold on, hold on. What?
1: So you're saying like rates haven't gone up since the 70s, correct?
0: For... For gigging. For gigging, yeah.
1: So what I'm saying is that the the creation of the, like the way we value like music today in in that is a concept that's really only been around since like 2000, 2001, right? We still were on CDs in the 90s. Yep. We were on CDs in the late 80s and cassettes. So what I'm saying is that there were a good 20 or so years where there was still physical media being present and even
0: But that doesn't affect gigging.
1: So that's what I'm saying is that the the correlation is not always causation that like gigging could have not gone up because of like and it, because of other reasons and it might not be the cause
0: No, but I do think that what you see well when you see something happen you see it happen in one area first and then you see it spread throughout a system. Normally you see the first symptom of something and then you see it spread in a different way and i do i do honestly think i don't think that's the only thing but i do think that that is definitely a deep thing
1: so yeah and i so i definitely and this is like the millennial side of the conversation right uh the millennial and i'm not if you're listening you can't see i'm wearing a very loud shirt right now the millennial flower shirt um i'm so for the fact that like music is is free i understand Right, As somebody who creates and has put out music, and I know what it takes to write. I know what it takes to be in bands. I've known what it takes f- to write my own music since you know, for, since the podcast that you should have listened to before of uh, when we wrote music. I know the process. I know what it's like to take to drag a band into a studio. I know what it's like to drag the same band into to multiple times of recording. I know what it's like to release it, do artwork, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm totally beyond okay with music being free. I don't know if we... I don't know if I subscribe to the idea that we devalue the artist because if I go on social media and I just scroll through anything, there's so many posts of just like isn't this singer incredible? Isn't this guitar player incredible? Isn't this band incredible? I still see guitar players who are crazy famous who got famous through Instagram, who got famous through YouTube, who got famous through all sorts of things like I don't know if I nec- I subscribe to the fact that things are changing at an exponential rate. I totally subscribe to that. Do I subscribe What to- are they famous for? What are they famous for? Yeah. Playing guitar. What are they playing? What Like, what style of music?
0: Like, what do they play? Do they play, hey, or is, is are they like, hey, here's my original song on guitar? Or they're like, here's my really cool cover of this old song on guitar? Or what do they play?
1: So, a handful of everything. So, a handful of, sometimes it's a cover, sometimes it's an original music, sometimes it's just like a performance. Like, hey, a lot of people get famous because they just do a really kick-butt job, like soloing or singing or anything like that. Or like, hey, here's instagram is like hey here's 30 seconds of me shredding my butt off stuff like that and okay. i don't know if it really matters because like well, how that's, do, well but
0: that's but that's different hold on, there's a hold different on. argument
1: but like i don't know if the covers thing is 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 relevant because like jimmy Hendrix got famous from a cover right jo- like one of the most famous beatles songs the reason they blew up before was their cover of twist and shout like Covers have
0: always yeah, but then gotten they, they people got the to foot. sell a lot of their own music and make money.
1: <laughs> no, but they also got to—they also got to tour. It's a little easier when you play Shea Stadium too, though. So, but what I'm saying is like, and I—I—I I, I don't know if necessarily there's like. So Radiohead put out an album in Rainbows a while ago. I yep. think it was like 2007. Yep. And they said, "Hey, pay what you want." Yep. And they made a boatload of money. Now, because people paid for their music because no but they 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 chose what they would pay for it though
0: but they paid for their music
1: but they were given the option they could have just downloaded it for free so what i'm oh, saying right. is like right. is that like they they could have just st- like they allowed you to download and then and i'm not a big fan of it but how many kickstarters have i seen of musicians that i know that have become successful is overwhelming like for a nauseating amount of money. For some of you, you ain't that good. You don't need that much money. Like, you know people and you ain't that good. Um, But like, I just don't know if, if at this point, plus like, okay.
0: Hold on, finish your sentence. All right.
1: I would have never heard like the Bulgarian women's choir had it not been for the fact that I could access them for free. Right? I would have not, let's just call it, let's just call it what it is. I would have not heard of them. Yep. I would have not known the amount of I would have never found Django Reinhardt had I not been listening to a Megadeth song on YouTube, and the gu- somebody typed, "Hey, this guitar player Marty Friedman's really good. You yep. should check out Django Reinhardt." I would have I'm not, not like saying
0: that there's not value to that process, but that's a, that's that's going. Wow, this is incredibly beneficial to the consumer. But it all is. I would say that overall, I'm talking on the basis from the standpoint of the artist is it's not, I still don't think that it is as beneficial for the artist. It's great to reach your, it's great for exposure. The famous okay, so, word.
1: Right. So the, the, the deadly E word. So let's <laughs> jump, let's jump for a second, right? Okay. This goes into promotion, right? Like networking promotion, all of well, this, I, right?
0: I almost, well, well, I, want, so, I don't want to go all the way into networking no, yet because I want to... So mm, mm, mm. this is what
1: I mean by this, yeah. though. Like, run with me for a second. Those okay. of you, if you're driving, don't get out of your car. Don't run. So, <laughs> good. It's an expression. Let's say you blow up on YouTube and mm-hmm. you've got 000, a video with 100,000 views of you playing... Uh, give me a song. Somebody give me a song. Somebody yell at a song. Uh, what about that
0: great Maroon 5 song that they played in the Super Bowl?
1: Okay, so we'll do one over really like... Oh, that song's trash. Um, if oh you're God. if you're just listening, I did not Adam Levine you, my shirt is still on. <laughs> Thank everybody. <laughs> so let's take let's say you do a cover of Sunday morning that goes up um for to a hundred thousand dollars. Right, a hundred thousand views. Sorry. Yep. And you make a website, right? Yeah. And you link it on, and then you 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 cop that and let's say you link your original music and you choose, yeah. Hey, you can download my AP, you pay what you want. What we're also saying now in in this day and age is that it's not just it's not just music that is that is this way. It is also physical entities Mm. like you can. The amazing thing is now you can host yourself on websites like Amazon and then just put your thing in like your T-shirt design and everything and it will link you and you will be able to sell it and you don't have to buy 10,000 CDs anymore. Yeah. You don't have to buy 10,000 shirts. Yeah. So there is also that, that if you can twist this, I mean, think about it. If you get 10,000 people to buy, like to 10,000 people throughout to spend $10 at your website a year and you take the cost away and everything, you'd still be making 50 to 60 K a year. So yeah. it is, it is doable. It just takes a twist on like, what your income is, and I always think about this, too. I know that generally the musician, the artist, it's changing. Uh, I I won't disagree with that, but I also think about the fact that recording music has only been really around since, like, I want to say the 1890s. Like, I wonder, I would love to go back in time and see what the orchestra orchestra musician thought of the fact that now there was recorded music, that you had three minutes and one microphone, and everybody was in a room. Oh,
0: they guarantee felt... Robbed. Of That's their what I'm saying. Of Bleeps their, changing. Yeah, yeah. Like
1: and just wait until we get 3D sound. Oh, this is like it. The game is changing, and you can ride this wave.
0: 3D sound.
1: Oh yeah, 3D sound. Right.
0: I don't. So I, what is j- our, what is our, our our stereo guy Jack is looking real confused. What right
1: is now. 3D sound?
0: Oh, we have it right here. It's this yeah. is this is 3D sound. Right.
1: No, we have we have left and right. We don't pan things deep though. What I'm saying well, is we, just. We
0: do actually have that. There, are, there is music. Yeah. That.
1: Right, but we don't. Right. We don't like. This is not something like. When was the last time you popped on like? That a, does, a no, build. that does
0: exist though. You that's existed for a while. You know that, right? Apparently not. No. I'm, I'm sorry. Well,
1: <laughs> no, but like. No,
0: so actually, we saw a little bit of that at Nam, but you weren't with us because it was when we went down into the PA sound. Right. Blah blah blah. So actually, it does exist, folks. In case you were curious. So this
1: is something that's like this is going to be. A, I really do believe a, a game changer. In the fact that like we've we've been consuming everything.
0: I think I okay, I see, I see, I see your argument. This is the line I I can buy that.
1: So this is the line I ride, right? It doesn't really matter. I'm gonna try my censor myself as much as I can. It doesn't really matter what the heck I think. It is changing and it is embraced. I have never been able to learn more. As a consumer, I've never had my friends get into more weird music because I was able to show it to them or general like and I understand back in the day with CDs it was the same thing and with vinyls I get it now my generation I've never been able to get into as much diverse music and study it at such a high level things are changing and I'm so so for it and there will be drawbacks um but I I think in this day and age it's just also about like we ain't going back. It's like time to capitalize this. We ain't going, there is not going to be a world without social media anymore. Like let's, let's, let's call it what it is. There is only going to be a world with more social media.
0: Right. But I'm going to bring us back to the finance piece of it, which is, so you did say something and you tie you tied something in nicely, which was um, if you're smart about how you link point A to point B, which is like your promotional tidbits that you throw out into the world, Um, If you're smart about how you link those pieces together, you can have actually what they would call passive income, Mm -hmm. which is um, essentially something that can just be subscriber-based, purchase-based, things that you don't have to manage. It just kind of man you set it up, possibly only set it up once, and then it just kind of handles itself. And that can be your merchandise, or you that can be whatever weird. Piece of your artistry image you have that is marketable in that way for purchase, whether whatever that case may be, whatever your item is. But that being said, I do want to hit up at least some of the other financial things to close out because we only have a couple minutes left. Right. So, um, we talked about the bar band thing, so that thing, and and that is true, that has not changed from the 70s. That's actually such a shame, but that is a fact. So, your bottom line entry level. Bar band should be doing hundred dollars a head and no minimum, right? That is that sh- no lower than that minimum.
1: That is yeah, and it's generally going to be yeah. It's generally your bar band is generally made of about four to five people and should make about four to five hundred dollars a night. And it can it can change like. Um,
0: now we've done some things like a lot of the places when the suitcases would go, uh, we were kind of a quirky, weird speakeasy band, uh, and we would actually. Uh, for a while we had someone who actually played in suitcases. So we would actually set up an old beat up suitcase right in front of our performing. And we would set up a, t- a sign that said tips. And for us, that was great for our image. Cause we had the street busker right. vibe depending on, you know, you know, a lot of times you can't get away with that for us. It worked perfectly. And, um, one of the wonderful things it did allow us to do is we could also supplement guests. So if we chose, um, to make a party of something one day and we're like, you know what, we're going to bring in this special guest. We could tuck away our own personal finances that we had set aside from our tips and at a place that we would regularly perform and we regular patrons of, if they could not swing paying us for our extra sixth member, then we could go, ah, we've tucked this money aside from the tips from these very same patrons. And now we can afford to pay an additional band member. There is some creative ways you can do that. I don't, Suggest making that your go-to because what will happen is that venue will get very accustomed to you having a bigger band for a cheap price. So that's like, hey, this is a special event. We're doing this for some personal reason as like a one-off and then kiss that goodbye. But then we have the other tier, which would be like weddings.
1: Yeah. So this is stuff I I did. Um, So when I did weddings... I would make about three to three to 350, depending on how far away the wedding was. If it was over like about a hundred miles away, they would throw in something like 25 per something for the distance. Then I would make an extra 50 or so for the ceremony. If I played the ceremony, and then if I played the cocktail hour, I would make somewhere between 25 to 50 as well. So there were some weddings where I was just hired to just get there. Play the set, get out, and I would make, and it was like reasonable. In fact, I did one out in that was like about fifteen minutes away from Dole Bar, which was incredible. Uh, when I was working with people subbing in, and I made about three hundred dollars. Uh, I'm not gonna use like the band's name because I don't want anybody who's getting paid anything else to. That's, yep, and, yep. And, um, and it will
0: run depending on the level of your reputation and your your uh, yeah your pe- specialty. Yeah. So, for example. Um, uh, suitcases would go out. We'd hire extra members. But yeah, we would. I would say we'd float 350 to 400, three to 400 ahead, depending on how many members we had and how long we were asked to play. So
1: another thing too, is the longer you're in certain general business bands, the more you will get paid. Like there are people, and I hate to say it, but the instrument you play will sometimes dictate what you get paid. There have been bands I've subbed in where the singers have made more than the than the instrumentalists. And if you're the musical director of a general business band, expect to get paid more too, because not only do you set you arrange the the music and you cue the endings and everything, but you're also responsible for sending all the emails, sending the tax documents. Yep. You're responsible for a lot of that.
0: And that will be determined on the type of band you have. So for the suitcases we ran as a democracy. Um, and we all kind of took on our roles willingly, um, and we split funds evenly. Even though one of us would handle the booking, another one might have done most of the the creative songwriting because we were half original, half cover, um, and another one might have done like we might have been the guy who had the car that we would pile into when we had the faraway gigs. So we just kind of took that in stride as like, ah, oh, this is gonna work out in the end anyway. So we'll just pay evenly. Other bands will be, I am the musical director, ergo I take a 10% or 15% additional price off and I get to keep that money for putting in the extra time and energy it takes to make this band go.
1: Right, so they also are the people that when the bride or groom or the family comes up to, they're the people who, if you get, I got a request once in between our second set that was like, can you play Call Me Maybe and... I was like, you know, we'll just talk to we'll just talk to the musical director. And I talked to the musical director, and they handled it between the bride yep. and, and all of that. When you're a hired gun, especially when you're a sub, you don't have to deal with all of that. You always be polite on the gig. Always be polite. You are we you are their guest. But it is not your responsibility to handle requests like that. The musical director is there to be a funnel, to be a bridge between the the uh wedding party or the private party and the band. So they will handle whether you're doing requests in the face of stuff like that. If you're a sub, you just do you smile, you, you say, you talk with them, you, you, you do all that, but you, that's not on you. That's why the musical director gets paid more. That additional price. So,
0: and I would also say, so what does that mean when you're going in um, and you're booking gigs or, or someone reaches out to you and says, hey, we'd love to have you come play our bar. You know, we don't have a lot of money to pay, um, but, you know, would you would you guys be willing to come through what do you charge what does that mean don't undersell yourself
1: no it's so yeah you go
0: yeah. so if it's a bar you go well there's well there's four people in my band we generally ask for $100 a head yeah period and it's you don't say it you don't have to be aggressive about it you don't have to, you're just straightforward and if they really truly have some reason that they feel they can't compensate you but they love you that much that they want to bring you in, they'll communicate to you. If they don't really, they won't follow up. And then you move on and you find a place that will.
1: Because they're funny. Yeah. And I, I want everybody who's listening who's a, a, about to be or a working musician or anything, this is really valuable. Think about the price of a, of, of a hamburger at McDonald's or a Sprite or something. You do not negotiate the price of a Sprite. Right? It's more than okay if you, if you, you know, if you, whatever you want to talk about for yourself, that's fine, but think value yourself the same way a commodity of anything else is right. You don't go to McDonald's and you say, well, I'd like this, but I only have this, you know, <laughs> yeah. I'd love to get a, the 10 piece nugget, but I really can only afford to pay eight. Then you know what they go great. You're not going to get the nuggets.
0: And I, I also, I, you know, I hate to say this, but sometimes it's the, the people that come off the nicest who are, will ask the most favors um, and at some point, you do have to have the self worth to go, "Wow, that person's so nice, or that person has always been so so pleasant, but they still are not uh willing to to value our time, to value our energy, to value that setup, to value that breakdown. Um, And um, unfortunately, that is reality. So
1: let me just say this real quick about, and then we're going to, we can wrap this up. Uh, When, when you're in a general business thing, like if you're in a bar band, you usually show up about an hour early or Mm -hmm. so, right? When you're in a general business thing, the reason you get paid those big bucks, be prepared to take the entire day or a huge chunk of the day off, right? So if you're at a wedding and the wedding starts at seven, don't be surprised if they have you get there by like three or so. Do not be surprised if, like, if a wedding at five, when you play at five, right? If you are there at 12, that is why you are getting paid. The more, like, it's not just the professionalism of how tight the band is and the music and the dress and everything like that. It is also the day and time commitment.
0: I would also throw out there that private parties, which are obviously special events that don't qualify as a wedding, um, private parties are going to fluctuate between the bar gig price and the wedding price. They should never be below the bar gig price No, 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 no. unless it's like, Hey, my father wants us to play. Our-. Yes. <laughs> yes, <laughs> That's yes. one thing. But your private party events, you have to get information first mm-hmm. before you give a price. What is this private party? Could I have some more information? I'd like to make sure we're a good fit. Um, Oh, how long would you like us to play for? Because some play, uh, some people will be like, "Hey, we just want you to play for an hour before we go row out on our boat and watch the fireworks." Or they're gonna be like, "Oh, we're hoping you'll play for seven hours <laughs> while we party New yeah. Year's Eve away." Yeah, yeah. Um, so I think you have you have to find out part information about the event, the time, the level of event. Is this a corporate? sort of fancy so, private party cow.
1: milk that cash cow. is
0: it grandma's 60th birthday party don't. is it you but you this is information you need to know but and and is it a holiday and i don't mean like memorial day is it the fourth of july is it new year's eve is it yep. a big commodity holiday price yourself accordingly
1: so let's let's end on this I've been playing... One of my students asked me the other day, Hey, Ron, how many songs do you know? And I went, oh, crud. And I, I guesstimated somewhere around 2,500, but I don't know if that's really accurate, right? So we're going to play a game real quick. Uh, give me a letter, Kelsey. L. Okay, great. Now, band or, or song? What? Pick either band or song. Song. All right, song. Like, Let's stay together. So then you'd play that. So I'm going to give you a letter... And then I'm going to pick either band or song, and you have to give me something. Okay. You ready? Yeah. Uh, w. Okay. Uh, we're going to go song. Give me a song with a W. What's going on? There you go. Great. Let's do <laughs> Let's do one more. Uh, Q. Q uh,
0: okay. Uh, let's do artist. A Q artist? Quest love. Yeah, I mean, but... Counts. I don't. I don't know. You don't know any. I can't. Hold on. Let me whip out my Questlove quest song. You don't like Questlove?
1: <laughs> no. That totally. That's, all right.
0: is, that's, all, that's such an awkward. Okay. No. I think. All right. Okay. Ready? Uh. 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 P. Song.
1: P. Song.
0: Oh. I got one.
1: Oh, you already have one? Yeah. Oh man, what starts with P? P-
0: Put your Records on. Oh, I
1: just had to learn that too. I just learned that one. That's a that's a song. She's very British, I think.
0: Is she? I don't know. All
1: right, let's <laughs> let's do one more. Uh Z. Uh who we'll go song. song? Or or artist, whatever's easier.
0: Uh, uh uh zombie.
1: All right. You could also gone Z Z top.
0: Yeah, I couldn't have done that. Alright. So there you go. That's a fun <laughs> game. Uh,
1: that's a fun game. It's much more fun, too. Uh, I will make a little something. Um, we, we're we going to highlight this a little later. It's a fun game to play with your friends, especially if you have your instrument on them. Like if you have singers, guitar players, piano players, uh, bass players, drummers, anything. Uh, drummers, it's a little hard. Yeah, what's this beat? Isn't this, this the beat? Uh, it's a little tough. But it's a really fun game to play. Uh, and I highly encourage you to just pick it. So you pick a letter, and then the other person says like artist or song, and then you have to play either a song. Yeah, they just heard us do it. Yeah, they they didn't really get it though. <laughs> you didn't do as good as you thought. So <laughs> all right, all right,
0: we're closing out. We went a little over, and we got real caught up in the finances piece. So we'll have to talk to you about nec- networking some other time. We thank you for joining us, and we'll Once, talk yep. to you next week.
1: Once again, this is that's Kelsey Jacobson, and I'm Tom Brady, six-time Super Bowl champion.